morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. A little bit under the weather. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. There is a big move in the market yesterday after Janet Yellen unleashed her wisdom on all of us. We're going to talk all about it. And I guess, you know, I'll call it wisdom because I don't want to be mean and rude. But if anyone believes what Janet Yellen was trying to serve up yesterday, I got some really nice oceanfront property right here in Arizona for you to buy. Our toll-free number again, 800-951-0592. We've heated up all the prices. Go online. Go to allamericangold.com. You can shop online. You can get all the news, the articles, the videos. It's like a free report every single day. Uh, matter of fact, today we've got G. Edward Griffin. If you want to check out him, of course, the author from The Creature from Jekyll Island, he was covering all kinds of bases. Uh, it, it's like an hour long, and he goes all the way from uh, the election and Trump and and the Bilderberger meetings to the economy. I mean, he covers it all. Make sure you, you, you get yourself educated. It's always good to hear from him and so many other great articles and videos and the like. But like I said, go out to the shopping cart. We got prices that are on fire for you this morning as we uh, try to put together what are they thinking. I mean, very, uh, I, and I'll say this, and I know it's hard, right, because uh, uh, the, the Dow actually went up a little bit yesterday. I think it's actually going to go up again today. Uh, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Now that I've said that, I'll probably fall 300 points. But they, we got the balance sheet reduction, and I'll, I'll break that down for you. So I'm going to give you uh, the what the dream Federal Reserve scenario is for that, uh, and that's going to start next month, and they are starting at the $10 billion. But I'll give you, I'll give you that whole breakdown. I will give you what the Federal Reserve did as far as their interest rates forecast and some other forecasting stuff, and then we'll talk about why it is not one mention, not a single one, of any of the data points. In other words, remember, for years the Fed kept saying they were data-dependent and now that the data doesn't fit with what they want it to be, they've just stopped talking about it. Uh, so we're going to break it all down for you. It's going to be a very, uh, it's going to be great. The show's going to be fantastic. There's going to be all kinds of great information on it. Uh, but I will tell you a, a couple of, of announcements. There will be no show tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to be traveling out of town uh, with uh, with my oldest son, Um he actually missed his the first time he's missed school in over two years, the last two days, and I feel it. If, for whatever reason, there is radio silence all of a sudden and you just hear the, the sound of someone running out of the studio, that means it's here. Hopefully I'm going to fight this thing off and I'll be able to go... Uh, we have a, it's a football thing that we have to uh, go to in California. 
so I won't be able to do the show tomorrow because um, either I'm sick <laughs> or I'm not here. So one of those two things. Uh, those of you waiting for Morgan and Peace dollars, uh, remember we ran those uh, about a week and a half ago. They're 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 on their way. They're going to be here uh, either today, tomorrow, uh, worst case Monday, because you know it's we don't control. Uh, and I know people get frustrated. We don't control UPS and we don't control the post office. Uh, but but those are they are in route. Uh, and and of course, uh, I would say this: worst case scenario, everybody will have their stuff on their way by Tuesday. Best case scenario, it'll be out of here before the weekend. So if you're waiting on Morgan and Peace dollars, uh, they are coming, and uh, they they have all, they've let they're on their way here. Somewhere between here and Texas is the latest that we've got. Uh, so be, be looking for those. Uh, what else? Uh, I'm trying to go through my checklist. No show tomorrow. Oh, YouTube. Remember, we are now posting our shows to YouTube in addition to what we're doing on Twitter, in addition to what we're doing on Facebook, in addition to what we're doing on the podcast. If you go right now, we're working on getting the link put on. Uh, We should have that hopefully on our main page here next week. Uh, But you can subscribe. We actually got our first subscriber that isn't related or <laughs> on my payroll, if you will, uh, yesterday. Uh, so if you go to YouTube and you type in on the search bar there, Patriot Trading, wait, Patriot Radio News Hour, I'm sorry, Patriot Radio News Hour, you'll see the, the post from Johnny Liberty, who has been kind enough over the years to repost all of our shows. But if you scroll down through there, you'll find the one that's got our actual logo on it. You'll see it'll stick out. Uh, if you want to subscribe to that, that would be great. Or you can just listen and not subscribe. But either way, uh, we are now, well, listen, any way we can get it out to you, we're going to try to get it out to you. So look for that uh, Patriot Trading Group now on its own YouTube channel. Uh, and a shout-out, Ramon, by the way, was the one that did that uh, at the request of some farmers yeah uh but and uh you can thank our buddy carol good customer long time uh friend of the family he had, he was ordering from my father-in-law decades ago and uh he had called and said hey listen it's just easier for us when we're out there on the combine to pull up youtube or when we're done in the field going and, and loading it up on the tv so Anyway, Patriot Radio News Hour, it's all about the Fed when we get back. You can see the sea. I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. By now the fighting will be close at hand. 800-951-0592. For those of you... Uh, that don't have access to the internet right now uh, got several different items running right now. U.S. $20 liberties 1410 or the 14 13 <laughs> is probably where they should be 1310 which puts them right now by the way gold's down uh, just over $19 uh, if you go online, you'll say Kiko. I think Kiko may have it down six or seven, but it was down. 
it, from when it closed yesterday to, to right now, uh, thirteen or twelve hundred ninety three dollars, twelve hundred and ninety three dollars. So uh, U.S. twenty dollar liberties at seventeen dollars over spot. We also have probably fifty or sixty five dollar liberties. Uh, those are all the way down to three fifty. Uh, so you got uh, the, the you know the one ounce size, the twenty dollar uh, gold liberties, uh, all the way down to the quarter ounce gold liberties. Uh, the the twenty dollar at thirteen ten, the five dollars at three fifty. Uh, rolls of U.S. silver eagles, uh, those are down to four ten today. So uh, by the way, silver uh, is at. Uh, Sixteen ninety eight. Let's go round it up. We'll call it seventeen dollars uh, on silver this morning at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Where to start? Let, let's let's start with what we learned yesterday. Okay, so the the big uh, shift, right? Because this was the importance of this meeting. Let's say, I guess that makes it a little more important than some of the others was the the starting of the reduction of the balance sheet, right? This is uh, essentially they've created this huge bubble. They know it. And, uh, you know, uh, yesterday, was it yesterday the day where we talked about all the reasons they gave for doing it, for doing quantitative easing? Their own economists, now who, let's face it, these are the same economists that thought it was a good idea. And remember, the Federal Reserve is loaded, not just with the 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 head members, right, and not just Janet Yellen, but all, most uh, almost all of the Fed governors, but definitely all of the people underneath them are academics. Right? They don't have any real world experience, right? They haven't run businesses. They don't know how. Uh, the real economy works, and nor do they care. They wrote a big paper out of the St. Louis Federal Reserve kind of saying, yeah, you know what, that, it didn't really work. Right? It didn't get inflation. Right? We didn't get GDP growth. Right? All the things that they said. What we did get was a big fat bubble that they pretend that they can't see. So Janet Yellen she came out, and, and, and first, let's talk about uh, what it is that they agreed to do. So, starting next month, they are going to sell $10 billion, and sell. they're not going to rebuy it. They're going to retire $10 billion of their $4.5 trillion balance sheet. $6 billion of that will be U.S. Treasuries. Four billion in U.S. mortgages, and I, and I say U.S. I'm assuming there there are U.S. mortgages. So that's how they're going to get to ten every three months. So once every quarter, they would like to double it. Okay, so three months from now, that ten billion would be twenty billion, and it'd be twelve billion U.S. Treasury, eight billion more. And they'd like to do that till they get to fifty billion. That that's their dream scenario. 
when we're all said and done a year from now, hey, we'll be doing $50 billion a month uh, until we get to, you know, somewhere around $3 trillion. In there, they, they said that, you know, still gives us flexibility. We don't have to do it, but we would like to do it. Then they, and, and really, no one cared a whole lot about that. Nobody made any, matter of fact, when it was first coming out and she first started talking, gold was actually, uh, had gone up, gold was up about nine bucks at the time. And because that was kind of in line, and, and of course, like they, and, and I'll say this, smartly, smartly, they give themselves plenty of opportunity to not to do it. Hey, we're going to start it, and when uh, the economic data doesn't come back the way we are hoping for, we don't have to do anything else. Then we got to the interest rates. Are they or are they not going to hike? What's the program? So when we go back uh, to when they started raising rates, the Fed wants to get to 2%. They were at one. So they, they've done half of the job. So what they did is they said, here's the other half of the job. One rate hike this year, and specifically December, and three next year. Right, That was their, their big move. Now, that's exactly what they had in June. So the last time we heard from Janet about this, that's where they were at. One rate hike in December and three in 2018. And I'm going to tell you, I don't believe that either. Of course, you know, it was supposed to be four rate hikes this year. Then in June they said, okay, well, how about three? I don't know that December comes off at all, and, and I don't believe three next year. But that, they, they need to have... The, the path to 2%. So this was the path that they gave. So in her statement, she emphasized that barring negative surprises in the months just ahead. Now, again, didn't make any reference to any of the surprises that came this week. Home sales, <laughs> nothing, right? Auto sales, nothing, right? Retail sales, no comment. So I don't, I don't know what what the negative surprises need to be. The Fed is on track to raise rates once more this year, three times in 2018. She recognizes that inflation has been running low recently, and again. You got to understand what type of inflation she's looking for, because it really has nothing to do with the inflation you and I see every day. They pretend that it does, but it doesn't. All they care about is wage inflation when it comes to their friends on Wall Street. That's it. In particular, hey, do you guys got to pay more for stuff? And do you got to pay more for the people doing and making the stuff? And as long as the answer is no to that, then there is no inflation. 
They don't care how much your health care premiums go up. They don't care. They don't care how much rent is. They don't care about your car insurance going up. They don't care. They'll pretend that they do, but they don't. She said that while there's some uncertainty around the performance of inflation, one-off factors that are not expected to persist. So what she meant by that was she doesn't think the, the spike that we got from the hurricanes is going to persist. That was what she was referencing there. That that was her the 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 spike she was talking about. And we have not been associated with the performance of the broader economy, and and that has been important, right? So what did she mean by that? And what she's trying to say is, hey, even though we haven't been right, right, we still think the economy's doing okay. Again, their economic models think the economy's doing okay. At the same time, she noted that monetary policy operates with a lag. Right? So, see, I know we're not right, but you know it's a lag, and eventually, it's we're going to be right eventually. Right? We we just need more time. Labor market market tightness will eventually push up inflation. And again, they still want to pretend that we've got a good job. We don't have a good job. We don't. 44 million people working a side hustle. Right? That's our new economy. Walmart has so many employees that work so few hours, they don't even need to hire seasonal help for Christmas. By the way, UPS and FedEx gave their seasonal hiring unchanged. So they're not hiring any more people this year than they did last year. That ought to give you kind of a good indication of, of what's real. When it comes to what's real anymore, I, I believe more about what UPS and FedEx do than just about anybody else. That wasn't in her, by the way, <laughs> that wasn't part of her, her, her message. The Fed wants to avoid having to tighten policy aggressively to deal with an inflation problem and thereby cause the recession. She doesn't want to cause the recession because of inflation and having to raise rates dramatically. Apparently, she doesn't mind causing a recession trying to reduce the balance sheet. Because the one thing we know is so far no central bank has been able to do what she's trying to do and actually have it work. The current low levels of inflation allows the Fed to move relatively slowly and cautiously. Again, very smart. I'm giving myself an out. So take whatever I said about rate hikes, and I just gave myself the out, which they've been doing the whole time. It's actually funny how the markets reacted. The dollar is at nine. Let me just look here. The dollar, I want to be exact here, 92.19. Right? So, matter of fact, the dollar is down 25 basis points. It's taken back a lot of the gain it got yesterday. So, essentially, what I'm telling you is everyone believes this part. 
yeah, I know they they sold gold. Whoopee, we know that we're going to do that, and even gold's coming back. But but no one actually believes their little uh, rate cycle, right? You got one guy from Goldman Sachs who's been wrong the whole time, but that's it. At the same time, the labor market, and she was big on this. Her and by the way, her speech it was not very good. I was actually surprised, and I probably shouldn't have been. I got, this was just my personal feeling. I got the opinion that there's a lot more divisiveness going on, because it was very disjointed. Now, some of it had to do with the questions, but, but a lot of it, in my opinion, had to do with, they're not really sure. And, and, and rightfully so, because the, the reason they're not really sure is they don't want to look at the real data. Because if they're looking at the real data, we'd have a... You know what's so funny? Is if this had been 20 years ago, even 15 years ago, any time before the crisis, it would have been... I would have loved to have been able to say, here's all the data, what would you say? And I promise you they wouldn't be talking about raising rates. Right? They wouldn't be talking about reducing balance sheets or anything else. They would be talking about, boy, we need to be ready to provide stimulus. We're going to finish up with what we learned, and then somebody tried to explain to me, this way I just why the Fed doesn't care about the actual data anymore. It's fascinating. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. And now from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Tomorrow is the anniversary of some of the most famous words in American history. It was on September 22, 1776, that a 21-year-old man named Nathan Hale was hanged by the British and uttered the great words, I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. Nathan Hale graduated from Yale with first-class honors at age 18. He was a teacher in a local grammar school who volunteered to serve in George Washington's army. In 1776, Washington called for a brave volunteer to take on the mission of going as a spy behind enemy lines to find out the location of the anticipated attack by the British. This was such a dangerous mission that Nathan Hale was the only one who volunteered. He volunteered to penetrate the British line at Long Island and left on his mission on September 8, 1776. Hale was captured by the British on his return to the American forces. The very next morning, without any trial, Nathan Hale was hanged from an apple tree in an orchard near what are now the streets of East Broadway and Market in New York City. No one knows where his body was buried. 
A life-size statue of Nathan Hale stands at Yale University, and at least a half a dozen copies of that statue are in other prominent places, particularly and most appropriately at the CIA headquarters, and also in front of the Chicago Tribune building in Chicago. Nathan Hale's great-nephew, the well-known author Edward Everett Hale, later wrote, We are God's children, you and I, and we have our duties. Thank God I come from men who are not afraid in battle. Every schoolchild should know the name and famous words of Nathan Hale, because he is the kind of man who won our independence for us. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In 2016, the conservative movement lost one of our strongest leaders, but Mrs. Schlafly's work and her voice continue through this radio program, our work in Washington, and the influence you have in your own community. Be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. We encourage you to bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. 800-951-0592. Trying to break down where the Federal Reserve is with their new policy in the reduction of the balance sheet. And it was hard. It was hard for me to to listen because I get frustrated when they don't want to use the facts and the reason they don't want to use the facts is it doesn't fit with what it is their economic model says should happen multiple times in this meeting in this press conference the questions and the answers Janet Yellen made reference she used words like uh, impressive and uh, stability in in jobs. She called the job creation impressive. Are you kidding me? This is what America now goes for as impressive. Part-time jobs? That's impressive. No wage growth to speak of for 17 years? That's impressive. Right? This goes back to their economic model with the Phillips curve. And, and some of you uh, may, may know, and I've talked about this numerous times, a lot of what the Federal Reserve believes has to do with what they learned while they were going to their to Harvard and Yale and and all the studying that they did in college and got their you know their doctorates and their masters and all of these things in economics none of them actually have applied it to anything in the real world uh, and almost without exception and there are a few exceptions, but almost without exception, everybody that comprises this private bank, 
that refuses to be audited to let us know what they're really up to is an academic. They have no real life experience. And for those of us that deal with these academics, right, they, they're clueless. But the Phillips curve talks about how labor market or job creation leads to wage inflation, right? And wage pressure, right? Hey, that's how you get to make more money. And it worked for decades. And I think this guy, I think this model was created like in the 40s. It may have even been in the 30s, but I think it was the 40s. And they're stumped because they got an unemployment rate that by their own academic, they even made an academic standard for what they considered to be full employment. See, the Federal Reserve knew, hey, employment, unemployment, can we can never get it to zero. No matter what we do, it can't be zero. So let's explain it academically, why it can't be zero, and come up with a number that would represent zero. Right? That way, we can say, hey, once we get to this number, hey, we've done our job. Because that was one of the mandates that got added to the Federal Reserve, right? It used to be a mandate was a strong dollar. Well, consistent dollar, right? The dollar is nothing, nothing strong about it. But full employment was added to their mandate. So as we speak today, we're below the full employment threshold, the 4.3, 4.4. So based on their economic models, the Phillips curve says once we get to this economic full employment model barometer, wages are going to rise, and they should rise significantly. Hasn't happened. In fairness to the guy that created the model, Phillips, in fairness to him, when he was alive, when people got a job, right, he was almost universally, it was a full-time job, people got, you know, employers, most employers, the big ones anyway, gave you a pension and all this other stuff, right? And I don't know if you ever envisioned a time when Americans would have to work two, three, and four jobs just to get to 40 hours. And so the the, the model hasn't been working. A bunch of her members have come out and said, hey, you know, it, it looks like maybe this isn't valid. She stood by it yesterday. And I'll just read you, this was, uh, I want to make sure I, I give credit here, Deutsche Bank. Okay, so this was from Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank and Goldman were the ones that really did most of the write-ups afterwards. And, and here's what he, he summarized. The labor market, according to Janet Yellen, has continued to tighten at an impressive pace. 
Now remember, if you just go back to how they used to calculate employees, and, and, and probably in more fairness to Phillips, if you go back to how unemployment was calculated when he wrote these uh, academic formulas and this academic model, the unemployment rate would be about 9%. Well short of this full employment thing. And that's in addition to the jobs not being full-time. Okay, So I, I want to give fairness here. Still, despite that, and she knows they've done this, despite that, she wants to call it impressive. Just look at it. How impressive is homeownership? It's the lowest it's been since they've really been keeping records. Right? 40% of Americans can't own a home. That's not impressive. That's not a good job. Because let's face it, still today, I, I and I believe this universally, and not ever, there's always a few oddballs out there. Home ownership is the goal of, of, of every American out there. And the only way you can get it is you got to have a good job. We'll finish up with this when we return. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two twenty dollar liberties. This is the series eighteen sixty six to nineteen oh seven. You know, it's funny. Why twenty dollars? Because that's what a twenty dollar bill and an ounce of gold. That's what they were worth. Twenty bucks. And now you think today I, I've got them at the incredible price thirteen hundred and ten. I thank you, Federal Reserve, because this is what they've done to the value of, of the dollar. Right now, uh, gold now twelve hundred ninety-four dollars. So you're looking at about sixteen bucks. You think gold's going to go up sixteen bucks? Huh? Between now and then, where, where do you think it'll be next year, year after? Where do you think it's going to be twenty twenty? And when the debt's what? I don't even know. I'm afraid to guess twenty. 728 trillion on its way to 40. It's going to be okay, right? The, whoever the new Fed governor is, and I'm making the assumption Janet Yellen won't be, because her term's coming up in March. Yeah, you think that uh, that that's a great buying opportunity? You bet your life. 800 951 So talking about the Phillips curve, talking about the unemployment rate and what the Fed believes. So the Federal Reserve doesn't believe that the unemployment rate can go below four in their economic uh, world, academic world, right? They believe that, hey, 3%, there are people like they're, they're in between jobs. Hey, I quit this job to find another job, or, or hey, the hurricane came, or an earthquake, a natural, you know, something like that. The power's out, you know, there's, so they built in all of these factors like a good academic would. 
And then they say, you know, 1% of the people that, you know, they're collecting the unemployment, they lost their job, they're actually not, they're, they're running out the string, right? They're just going to collect unemployment, and then once their unemployment's over, they're, they're just going to, you know, collect Social Security or, or live off the government, whatever. They're not trying to work. And that 4% is about the threshold, Right. 5%, anything below 5%, the Phillips model is supposed to kick in and wage pressures and all that stuff, and it really can't go much you know, below 4 really, in the academic world. So she said about this impressive pace, right? It's so impressive. Well above the pace needed to stabilize unemployment. And remember, Unemployment, what has been dependent on the month four 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 three four 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 three, and with unemployment already well below and expected to fall further. Okay, so now she's saying, "Hey, we're already in the well below where where uh, the great times are happening. It's going to fall even further. It seems prudent." to make further progression and progress in, t- in the tightening direction. Again, no mention of the real economic realities of her impressive pace. No mention of the side hustle jobs. No mention of how big the part-time jobs are. Because, you know, they live in fantasy uh, that all the jobs created are full-time, and then six months after the fact, they make big adjustments. The last one they did was in June, by the way, kind of ironic when they decided, hey, we're going to go from four rate hikes to three, because they lost, I forget what the number was, 60-some thousand full-time jobs lost, 300-some thousand part-time jobs gained. Well, that's the economy. The balance sheet versus the Fed funds rate the preferred monetary tool, if needed, is the Fed's funds target, right? Which is, you know, that two, you know, they, they want to target it. Right now they're saying 2%, but don't worry, that number can change. She stated several times during the, the conference, the press conference, that the balance sheet rundown will not be stopped or reversed. Unless the unless the economy takes enough of a significant hit to cause the FOMC to move, <laughs> duh. Hey, listen, we're going to stick to this plan unless something bad happens, and then forget it. And again, not nothing really earth shattering, but. They want to stick to the plan, and I don't know if they're not going to use real economic data. I don't know what what it'll be. And then she was asked about, unfortunately, she was asked about regulation, because, you know, at Jackson Hole, she kind of took a shot at Donald Trump about, hey, we shouldn't be rolling back these regulations. we got to keep them in place. Uh, This one, she said, hey, uh, maybe. You know, some can be rolled back, but, you know, still sticking to the majority need to be in place. There may be some redundancies, blah, blah, blah. Then what really was funny, it really wasn't funny, so what they did is they 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 deemed this to be hawkish that the one more rate hike this year, three next year. 
because I think most of them were thinking it was none this year and three next year, and who knows, maybe none this year and none next year, and nobody was certain. But at least the Fed gave their stance, right, how we're going to get to 2%. And then they said, by the way, 2019, 2020, they actually lowered all their forecasts. So they were a little more, I guess, upbeat about right now and a little more downbeat about what's coming uh, and, and kind of washed it in the wash. But th- that was pretty much summing up what it is that the Federal Reserve uh, did and is going to do and, and again, giving themselves plenty of, of leeway. When we return, we're going to wrap it up with the actual economic data and why it doesn't matter. Final segment here on this Thursday. Remember, no show tomorrow. U.S. $20 liberties are at $13.10. Uh, back to gold is down $12.93, so $17 over spot. U.S. $5 liberties all the way back down to $3.50. And then rolls of U.S. silver eagles $4.10. So we've got you covered. You want silver, you want fractional gold, you want one other gold. We got you all covered. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Now, I've been telling you that they don't want to pay attention to the data. And someone actually wrote about it. They said for years policymakers have been emphasizing data dependency. Right? That was remember that that used to be the jargon they gave us. And it said it took a while to fully register the message. And as a result, we often got whipsawed by throwaway comments from Fed officials. They said everyone got with the program in 2016, but now the Fed policy has moved on. The relevance of data is declining. See? Who cares? Policymakers around the world are trying to make crystal clear that they'll ignore that which doesn't fit the narrative. Many financial commentators, which I, you know, I'm a commentator, have failed to make the transition and are incorrectly transfixed by each of the data releases, right, which is what I feel. Right, because all the real data doesn't even correlate to what Janet Yellen said. Which is the reason why we got the bubble, it's the reason why we're in this mess, and all of these things. U.S. inflation hasn't hit the target in years. And, and this guy, and, I, and he makes a great point. Fed members have been consistently saying that it's a side issue. The FOMC is focused on normalizing policy, and so far this year, the the Fed's, their PCE, that's their favorite inflation gauge, by the way, the PCE price index has fallen from 1.9 all the way down to 1.4, yet they're still talking about raising rates. And, and essentially, it isn't to say that the data is completely irrelevant, but for traders, it may be. 
but it doesn't in- decrease the importance of individual releases, and it's too quick to fade asset price reactions, blah, blah, blah. In other words, what he's saying to me is, hey, they're, they've moved on. Forget what the data points say. We're going to tell you how you should feel and how it should be. And that's a very, very dangerous place to be. Because now you're, you're, you're over what? You're over-exaggerating what is real and what isn't. Right? You're, 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 you're saying what isn't real is far greater than what is. And this is and this is the problem with the academic stuff. Right? It doesn't really work. And now we're gonna see the effects of this and and like I said, as long as they keep themselves focused on their academics, we're never gonna fully recover. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Make sure you take the time and put some more assets away. We'll be back on Monday. Everybody have a great rest of your weekend.